James Buchanan look like a peacock? Jaden Nasida, Jaden Nasita, Jaden Nasita. Hello and welcome back to Jaden Nasita and that other guy. I'm Jaden Nasita. I'm Nate Wayne. And Nate, it's been a while. It's been a hot minute. <sighs> It, I mean, I think we have a bit of an excuse because global pandemic. Yeah, it, the world has been a little bit different. The world has been up. a little bit different from yeah. our last our last episode. Yeah. Um, we don't need to talk about it. That's not. We're not a political. We're not a world news podcast. We're a movies, comic books, just geeky thing podcast. Yeah. And so we that. don't need to talk about that. But what we do need to talk about. Is apologizing because we haven't done an episode in like five. All months. right. Well, we do need to talk about that too. Basically, we haven't been able to see each other that much. Uh, so we, we couldn't we couldn't do an episode because we couldn't see each other because once again there was a global pandemic. We attempted doing some online alternative options, but didn't work. Boring. Yada yada yada. Really but here we need to talk about movies and how the global pandemic has affected the things that we love. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about Black Widow. What's going on with that movie? I don't know. Tenant, similar situation. Had a release date. Now it's sort of mixed up in really uh, just in not. North America, but it has one sort in, of in, in internationally. Uh, we're also going to talk about movie theaters opening up and closing again, uh, yeah. and then we're going to talk about what this means for things after the pandemic. Are people going to go to the movies again? Is how is this going to have a lasting effect on? Decades to come. All that after this. And we're back. Uh, Jane, today we're going to start off this episode talking about the new upcoming Marvel movie, Black Widow. Yes, Nate. Um, this has been a confusing year for Marvel Studios. First of all, back in July of last year, we were all shocked that there were only going to be two films in this year. Usually there were three. And now only one film with Eternals being pushed back to 2021 and maybe even Black Widow will be too. That's something that's been up for debate right now. Even if Black Widow is going to be able to make that November 6th release date that they have on the books right now, at least in the United States. Um, what do you think, man? Do you think they're going to be able to get it out this year? Or do you think we're going to see four or five films in 2021? Or maybe, I don't know, Marvel's going to have to release a updated schedule, but we'll see. What do you think is going to happen with Black Widow? Well, I mean, I think that there are a couple of routes that Marvel could take. I think, I mean, because we don't really know the state of filming and, like, what they had before, you know, everything shut down because of the pandemic. Um, I think I think that it could either happen that they have quite a lot of it done and they could potentially finish filming it for the 2020 release date. Uh, but even then, there's a lot of stuff to do, you know, after just regular shooting. So, I think that I I don't I don't really know what yeah. could happen, but I'm I'm doubtful honestly well, that it's gonna happen. Well, Nate, I don't know if you knew this, but Black Widow is finished filming. It's oh, done wrapping, I did not know and that. the film is actually finished. So oh. because they have they've shown it to I don't know if they've done it yet, but they've been talking about showing it to um like members of the NBA. They have like a whole list of movies that they're allowed to see before anyone else when they come back. It's it, it was something that they talked about for a while. So they've the movie is finished. Um, the main problem 
is getting the most out of it, getting the amount of money. Because the thing is, is if people don't want to go to the movie theaters or the movie theaters aren't open on November 6th, they're not going to release it on November 6th. That's that's the main thing that they're fighting about right now, um, which which is really a good question. I don't know. I would think that they would be open by November 6th, at least most of the major ones. But with new waves of the pandemic happening, I, I, I couldn't tell you. Interesting. So, yeah, I did not know that. Um, but then hearing that, yeah, I'm sort of doubtful that mm. it's, it's going to be in 2020 just because not to be too cynical, but Disney is a corporation that certainly wants a lot of money and Black Widow, uh, due to the nature of the movie and due to the nature that it is a Marvel movie, mm. well, is going to rake in lots and lots of cash. And I think that they're probably not going to want to miss an opportunity to get all of that money. And I don't know if the movie theaters or the general populace will be wanting to watch a movie on November 6th. Okay, well, let me propose something that, by far, I'm not the first person to propose. This has been a topic all the way back since March, all right? Let's look at Hamilton, all right? As we all know, Disney Plus just released Hamilton, the, the, the full Broadway musical on the platform for streaming. For the first time ever, most people have never seen this, seen this film. Now... That was a huge success for Disney. That is undeniable. So many new people signed up for Disney Plus to see the Hamill film. Now, back in March, people were talking about Black Widow possibly being put on Disney Plus rather than going to a th- theatrical for a theatrical run. Now, Disney shut this down. They were like, no, no, no. We want, we want it to stay in the movies. But that was back in March. Now, if you were to tell me or you or anybody else back in March that the new release date for Black Widow was November 6th, we'd probably all assume that everything would be fine by then and that that they'd be fine. And I'm sure Disney probably thought that too when they announced the November 6th release date. I doubt they want to push Black Widow back again. I mean, they're, they're, I, they're probably open to do it. I wouldn't be surprised if they did it, but I just feel like they don't want to because that just gets confusing with marketing. It's just a mess. Do you think they might put it on Disney Plus? And if they did, how would that affect Marvel going forward? I think that there's certainly a real possibility. I mean, as you said, Hamilton was a smash hit success. There was just so much excitement. There was a renewed interest in Hamilton. Mm, that's uh, true. Trust me, I can I can vouch for that. I've listened to it more in the last couple of weeks than I have in like two years (laughs) yeah so clearly it was like very it it, it really provided a a a jump start to hamilton and i think that uh disney certainly is 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 noticing uh the capability of putting uh the movie onto disney plus i think that it's very aware of how as you said how much like new money you could get in by new subscribers just wanting to watch uh black widow but on the other hand, I think that they might be more hesitant to do that with mm. something that's, it's not volatile. Uh, that's not the word I would use, but <laughs> more like it's just, it's already, I'm assuming it's been sort of entrenched in the MCU timeline and it's, it's just really, it's been planned out and it's part of something bigger. And mm. I think that they might be more reluctant uh, to make a drastic move, like putting it onto Disney Plus um, just to protect the integrity, per se, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, Nate, before I say what I'm about to say, I hope 
you are right. I am praying that they release it in theaters, however long that takes them to do. I don't want it on Disney+. Plus. I have Disney+, Plus, but I just don't want that to happen. It just, it just doesn't feel right to me because it would alienate viewers, yada, yada, yada. But you mentioned something really, very, really crucial. You said jumpstart. You mentioned Hamilton, how it jumpstart the excitement for Hamilton, right? I think that if anything needs a jumpstart in enthusiasm right now, it's the MCU, right? I don't know about you, but the excitement that the MCU has at this moment is nothing compared to what it had a year ago today. I get that Spider-Man Far From Home was coming out, Endgame had just finished, but whatever. It didn't have that same excitement. I feel like after Endgame, things started to die down because that was such a great conclusion. And I think they need to do something new to jumpstart the new MCU, right? And I feel like they might see Disney Plus as a way to do that. I really hope it's not, but you never know. So that's where we close. Right now is... Black Widow is supposed to be uh, premiering in the U.S. on November 6th, 2020. Of course, that could all change. And that, yeah, that's sort of what we've been talking about. Will it change? Will it not? Let us know. Um, uh, what do you think's going to happen? Write it in the comments for this video. If you're watching on Apple Podcasts, you could do it in a review or something like that. Just let us know. All right, next topic. All right, so now let's talk about another movie that has a hazy release if that makes sense and that's the new christopher nolan movie tenant now right now the release date in the u.s is september 3rd 2020 which is coming up pretty soon even closer is the august 26th release date internationally now the international release date is pretty solid that's an, uh, that's one that they're don't they're probably not going to change it's sort of a testing the waters before it comes to the u.s that's going to happen the September 3rd release date, on the other hand, that's a little hazy, right? People are wondering, is it going to come out then? They've already delayed it. It, used to, it was supposed to come out July 17th, I'm pretty sure. Um, and it's, it's just a big decision for the studio to have to make, because this is the one, one of the most anticipated films of the year. Christopher Nolan, one of the most hot directors right now, and in the last decade or so. So what do you think is going to happen with his new film? I am less convinced... Uh, Jaden, that it's gonna happen. Mm. Um, Similar Black, Black Widow. Oh, less convinced. Yes, than Black less Widow. convinced than Black Widow is what I was trying to say. Uh, I think that, although as you said, it's very anticipated. People are very excited for it. I think that Black Widow is just more likely to hit the theaters as scheduled because people love the MCU so much. <laughs> And not to say that they don't love Christopher Nolan. I just think it's it's just a different, you know, experience. Um, That's for sure. But still, there is definitely a possibility that it could happen in the U.S. on, I think you said September 3rd. September 3rd, is yes. Is the release date. Um, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I don't know who it's up to or who's making the film, like the, the production company, or not the production company, but... I'm fairly certain it's a Warner Brothers film. Oh, okay. I might look really stupid right now if it's not, but I'm fairly certain it's a Warner Brothers film. Um, but, alright, so here's why I disagree. I think the September 3rd release date is most likely going to happen, and for this reason. The fact that they're so definitive about the August 23rd, 26th release date, right? Internationally, often has different release dates than here in North America. But, 
nothing like this has ever happened before. So I think that the fact that they're so persistent about it means that they're not into moving. They want to stay where they are. And if that means they're going to take a loss, they're going to take a loss anyway. Um, then they'll do it. And we also have to remember that waiting too long can't be a good thing either. It's easy to say, hey, why release it now? Wait a year and release it when hopefully everything will be back to normal. But it's not that simple. Look at what happened with Godzilla, King of Monsters. This might be a really out of the ball, uh, out of the park um, example, but hear me out. So when that movie was coming out in July, the year prior to when it came out, I'm pretty sure it came out in May. So in the in July, the year prior, they released a Comic Con trailer for it at San Diego Comic Con, and it was a smashing hit. Everyone loved it. They were so excited, and it, 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 everyone thought that this movie was going to be amazingly successful because of that trailer. But they released it in July. That's almost a year out to when the film was supposed to be released. And by the time the film came out, it did it did poor at the box office. It did dirt poor at the box office. It did not do well. Now, you're risking that happening with Tenet too. So either way you're going to lose, I think they want to just get it out of the way and hopefully get that buzz while everyone's still at home that they can just talk about it you know maybe some internet reviews and then they can eventually get it to streaming get it to rent online and hopefully that's where they'll make a lot of money too so i think they want to i think they want to land that september 3rd release date yeah that makes a lot of sense to me i think that it could go either way there's definitely reasons and evidence uh to believe that it could be going either way i guess we'll just have to wait and see um are you excited for tenant I mean, Tenant, uh, since we're talking about it, are you looking forward to the film? I know it's had a lot of controversy because it does look different, but also a little too similar to some of his other films. Like the time travel element might be reminiscent of a lot of like Memento or something like that, um, that Christopher Nolan has done. Um, so what are you excited for it? I know I am, but I see why some people might be put off by it a little bit. Yeah, I think it actually looks really good. So as you and I were discussing, there isn't a ton of information that has yeah. been put out about it. Yeah, this um, is a very secretive film, which I love. I know you don't like that as much. I love it when it's secretive because I like to be surprised. But Honestly, I think it's sort of dumb. I want to know what's in the movie. <laughs> um, but at least they put out a trailer. Um, I think that it looks really good. And yeah, I'm definitely excited about it. I mean, the I'm not super into the kind of film that it looks like it might be. Mm. But I could be totally... Um, you know, caught from surprise and, you know, it might be a different film than I'm expecting or it could just be really good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the performances, uh, specifically Robert Pattinson, because I didn't get a chance to uh, um, to see Lighthouse. Um, I think I said I saw it in, like, our top ten films of the year or something, but I, I don't remember seeing it. I think I just said that because I wasn't thinking. But no, I didn't see get a chance to see Lighthouse. Uh, and I want to see Robert Pattinson in a role. Since he's going to be Batman, I want to see him in a more serious role. And Tenant is, an, is a film I was going to see anyway, regardless if he's in it. So that's an easy way to see what kind of actor he is. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And if you're in America or the U.S., make sure to check it out September 3rd if all goes according to plan. And if you're outside of the U.S., Check it out, August 26th. All right, next topic. Jaden Nasita and That Other Guy is sponsored by Shazam, a division of 42nd Studios. 
We know entertainment is a big part of your life. 40 Second Studios lets you watch movies and TV from all genres and topics so you can expand your horizons and enhance your entertainment experience. So you can be confident that you're getting the best movies and TV for you. Get started by going to www.jadenesnesita.wixsite.com slash 42nd Studios. Once again, that's www.jadenesnesita.wixsite.com slash 42nd Studios. Check it out. And we're back. Jaden, next thing we're going to talk about is how movie studios and theaters are going to be affected after this whole thing blows over. Yeah, Nate, that's a question that's on everyone's mind right now. How is this going to affect even after the pandemic, even after everything hopefully goes back to normal? How will the movie-going experience and the movie industry change? Um, something that has been on a lot of people's mind is if certain movie companies are going to recover. One that's being particularly eyed, not even just because of COVID, but one that's being looked at is Universal. Um, and that all stems from the drama that went down between them and AMC. And, uh, and basically, if you haven't heard, um, Universal uh, was bragging about how their direct-to-streaming thing that's been going on since Corona, they were like, oh, it's doing so well. They were like, we could do this for all of our films, and we're going to do it for all of our films from now on. So it'll be a week in the theater, and then it goes straight to streaming. That's basically what they were saying. And then AMC, who's the biggest movie theater chain in the nation, was like, um, no, because they don't want the direct-to-streaming thing. If you're, for most people, if they had the option to either see it for free on Disney Plus or whatever universal streaming services, or have to pay $20 to see it just a week earlier, most people are just going to wait for it to be on streaming. So the movie theaters get nothing out of this deal. So AMC was like, yeah, no, I don't like that. And now we're not going to show any of your movies anymore, which honestly is a big hit to Universal more so than I think it is to AMC because that's the biggest movie theater chain in the company. And if your movie's not playing there, I'm sorry, that's not good for your company. And if this actually goes through, Universal might be like gone in the next decade or so because that's a huge huge blow or they might have to remodel or rethink their whole business or just make up with AMC. Nate, what do you think? Well, I, I, I'm sort of in the same uh, wavelength as you. I think that, yeah, the, the, the loss of AMC could certainly deal a, not necessarily fatal blow, but certainly a big blow uh, to Universal's business. But I think that it could also pretty, uh, it, it could affect AMC almost as much as it could affect Universal. I know that mm -hmm. it was a, it was a sort of an AMC decision. Universal wasn't really involved, but I think that regardless, AMC could take a hit. But both of these companies are multi-billion-dollar companies. They have so much cash on hand. I think that although this will probably probably be a more unexpected, unexpectedly bad blow to business, I think that they probably will recover. But you know, who knows. Yeah, I agree with you. I'd like to back it up to something that you just said. You said that you think AMC will take a hit to this. Uh, I know you mentioned that, like, you get that it was their that their idea to cancel ties with um, Universal, but I don't see how they would take a significant blow, at least. Especially now, Universal isn't as big 
of a uh of a movie production company as it once was um so i i'd like to hear you elaborate on how you think they will take a blow or they would take a blow oh i just think that amc although i mean because they're already in some pretty serious financial woes and i think that that's true that's true yeah so i think that Although they they could be like I'm of course I don't have their internal numbers so maybe they know something I don't know, uh, but I think that they might be in for a worse deal than they thought they would. I understand where you're coming from from that. So um, moving on, uh, we talked about movie production companies. What what other companies do you think could take a uh, uh, I'm gonna say it again could take a blow uh, from this whole pandemic moving forward? Uh, we talked about Universal. But are there any other maybe smaller movie production companies that you think might we might not see after this year? Yeah, I don't know if I could name any specific companies, uh, but I think that certainly we might be seeing like uh, 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 certainly a dip in mm. the number of more like smaller indie films mm. uh, as opposed to like big blockbuster movies that we're accustomed to seeing. Yeah, I think that a lot of like the more uh, the more, like I said, indie films or less, just less like marketed and advertised and big budget. Yes. We might see a dip in those being produced and actually coming out just because these smaller companies, although they still, I'm sure, have a lot of money, they aren't earning any money right now as opposed to bigger companies who can, if they have a streaming service like Disney or Warner Brothers or even Netflix, they can release movies on their platform. Uh, smaller companies really can't, so I would see that they might take a, a big hit. Uh, I like what you brought up about the decline and sort of death of indie films. I really think that you're onto something there, and this would be a fun topic to explore maybe later. I think the this is completely off topic, but it's it's an interesting thing that you brought up. I think the real nail in the coffin for indie films, and this this has been going on for a long time, was the shutdown of Fox Searchlight. When Disney acquired Fox, they announced that uh, the a division of Fox, known as Fox Searchlight, which is famous for like really more experimental films, um, is shutting down. So I think we should talk about that sometime, the decline of indie films. But yeah, if there was any... I see what you're talking about. If there's any companies that I see probably going down are going to be those companies that... You don't know off the top of your head, but you'd recognize their logo at the beginning of a lot of films. Whether that be Bad Robot, I don't think that's going to shut down. It's just an example. Or um, the one with the CCE. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. (laughs) So things like that, things like that. So let's move on from movie studios and on to movie theaters. Um, What movie theaters do you think are going to take a blow? When we talk movie theaters, we mean like AMC, Regal, and all those other ones. Like Cinemagic, if you have that where you are. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Cinemagic. Um, AMC is an obvious answer, but do you think there might be any others? I think that I I sort of doubt that because I mean, smaller movie theater chains certainly could, but I think that big uh, national companies. I think that they'll they'll probably I think they'll stay afloat. They'll certainly have a, a, a large portion of money that they're going to have to make up because of the coronavirus pandemic. But I think that mo- for for the most part they will they'll stay in business. Um I think though that there might be like changes mm. to the way that p- 
people experience a movie at a movie theater. Um, just because it's just the, the experience, because it's been so altered, uh, for the, our current purposes, of course, uh, I think that it's just, it, it could possibly stay like that forever. What do you think? <sighs> that brings up an interesting point. Um, as you know, uh, I actually have been to a movie theater while this whole pandemic has happened. Uh, I've been to one twice in the last two weeks, I'd I say. I have not. Yeah, Nate hasn't. But there was a, a local movie theater chain that opened up and they were showing some old Marvel movies. So, obviously, your boy had to go check that out. <laughs> um, and uh, So, yes, I've been to a theater and I have to say that I was impressed with how they ran everything so let me walk you through what they their policy so they heavily encouraged online tickets so like if you if there was any way that you could order your tickets prior online as opposed to dealing with the money at the box office they they preferred that because less social contact the better basically um so that's what i did i went to the website and i got my tickets and i chose my seats and then when i walked in um the box office had a giant thing of glass surrounding it like there was nothing there was no breathing on each other or anything like that um and I showed them uh my phone which had the receipt for the ticket and they were like go on in uh this theater had food they're like one of those like dine-in theaters so it had a menu that was disposable it wasn't their normal menu it was a paper menu so don't have to worry about anyone else touching it and then you walk in Everyone is required to wear masks, so you're sitting down, you're wearing masks, and the seats, two seats to the right and left of you are blocked off, so no one can sit in those. I mean, if you're in a company with, like, other people, like, whether it be your friends or family, they can sit next to you, but other people, they have two seats blocked off towards the left and right, and they also, uh, due to the blocked off seats, that cuts down the amount of people in the theater by more than 50% if if you think about it depends on how many people are in the theater uh, like if they're how many people are in a company but that could potentially cut it down by well over 50% um so yeah I was impressed with it I felt safe at all times they washed down the theaters in between so if you are debating going to a movie theater right now I mean think about what's best for you and your family but based on what I just told you make your best judgment I think it's depending on the theater I think it's okay as long as you wear a mask, as long as you follow all the guidelines, I think you're safe. Nate, what do you think? Yeah, I think you're you're probably right. Um, I think that from what I from what I could hear you describing, it seemed quite safe to me. Uh, personally, I just I just, I don't want to risk it. Uh, but I, I'm sure I'm sure it's safe. It's just yeah. me being a stickler. I I'm a stickler too about this. Most of, like I, this is the first time I had been in an enclosed space pretty much the whole time of Corona, like I've been in a store once or twice, but besides that, I was a pretty big stickler about it just because of the strict guidelines. It was the only reason I felt comfortable going in. I mean, I'm not doing it like every week or every day, just on a couple of occasions. And every time I've been there, I was either the only person in the theater or there was one other person in the theater all the way in the back row. So that also made me feel safer. Um, so yeah, if you're wondering if you should go to the movie theater, go out, especially if it's a small theater like a local theater because one thing that i think is might hurt the industry as a whole um is the loss of small theater change chains because 
as much as you might not think about it, those small chains help the big chains because if it's movies and movie theaters is that business that it's not really as competitive as you might think. As long as people want to go to the movies, if if Regal has an increase in goers, AMC is going to be happy because that means they're probably going to get an increase in movie goers too, right? Yeah. So the loss of some of these smaller chains might really affect the big ones with lack of turnout in theaters. So if you can, if you feel safe, if you think, if your theater has good guidelines, I recommend it. All right, that's about it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We've talked about everything we want to talk about. We've discussed everything we want to discuss. We've talked about Black Widow, Tenet, and how movie theaters are going to look like after this whole thing is over. Yeah, thank you so much for watching this rough episode of Jaden Nasita and that other guy. But we really wanted to use this as a way of getting back in to doing these episodes. And I hope you enjoyed listening. Make sure to look out for more podcasts that we have planned for you guys. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for listening. I'm Jaden. I'm Nate, that other guy. And thanks for listening. That's great. We said listening a lot. That's fine. Jaden Nasita and That Other Guy is a production of 42nd Studios and Acre in association with Flaming Noodle Laboratories, Nate Wayne, Lenient Autocrat. Thanks to Kate Egan and Imaginus Inc. for feeding us. Our house manager is Nate Wayne. Our web guru is Jaden Nasita. Nate Wayne composed our theme. Our program is produced by Jaden Nasita and Nate Wayne. Our intern is Lukey Hartman. Special thanks to Jonathan Wayne, Phil Nasita, Nolan Kaiser, Maddie Wayne, Nikita Nasita, the Akita, and Mac the Cat. Technical direction is from Jaden Nasita, our business and ops manager and production coordinator is Nate Wayne, our senior producer is Jaden Nasita, and the executive producer of Jaden Nasita and that other guy is Nate Wayne. Thank you to my co-host, Jaden Nasita, and thank you so much to all you guys for listening. I'm Nate Wayne. And I'm Jaden Nasita. And we'll see you next time.
Acre in association with Flaming Noodle Laboratory.